Kraken Fancast, the podcast for Seattle Kraken fans by Seattle Kraken fans. Release the Kraken. Hi, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast Playoff Edition. I'm your host, Chris Porter, my colleague Jim Cockrell joining me here with some Seattle Kraken Playoff Hockey Talk. Yes, the playoffs continue. Oh, for our team, it's just been, it's it's certainly got the whole city, the whole region, and many in the hockey world, everywhere, buzzing that this team, you know, the wild card team, no one expects them to get past the first round, and here they are, right in the middle of a second round playoff. As we record this, there are two games to one ahead here. It, it's It's amazing. So we got a lot to talk about. For those of you just tuning in for the first time, Kraken FanCast focuses on all subject matter about the National Hockey League's 32nd franchise, the Seattle Kraken. So we're going to analyze some games. We're going to talk about things uh, that are upcoming for the team, go over the team news, stats, sharing our opinions, and all kinds of things Kraken-related. And, um, you know, a lot going on. Playoffs. We're, we're doing this more often. We're usually a uh, bi-weekly podcast uh, but we've been checking in weekly because of just so much going on and so much important so we uh we really want to talk a lot about it as much as we can uh first off uh, before we get into the hockey talk big thanks to our sponsor the angry beaver seattle's number one hockey theme bar located in the greenwood neighborhood of seattle if you're not going to the cracking game catch the game at the angry beaver okay so Three games have happened since our last episode, and uh, all against the Dallas Stars. Of course, we're in the second round. Dallas took over, or took got through um, the Minnesota Wild four games to two. Ended up in the second round. Seattle takes a seven-game series over Colorado, and here they meet. And first two games in Dallas, Jim, that that first game one, what what a back and forth one. Uh, that one, uh, the Kraken came through in overtime. Three times they've done overtime games against this team. This is it's really fun to watch Dallas and Seattle play, even if you're not into either of these teams. Super fun, o- almost always good games. Uh, that first one, uh, overcoming Joe Pavelski, the mm. old man of the team, 38 years old, scores <laughs> not a hat trick. Four goals, folks. Four goals. But uh, so, you know, Jaden Schwartz, Justin Schultz, Oliver Bjorkstrand, and Jordan Eberle also came up with them to have a tie game going into uh, going into the um, uh, the the overtime period. And uh, Yanni Gord, God bless him, comes through uh, with a snipe just a few minutes into that overtime. Uh, so 5-4 the final in that first game, Jim, uh, boy, that was a, that was a nice surprise. That was a long one to watch, but it was a good one. That was a classic 10 playoff NHL playoff game to watch as a spectator, whether you like the teams or not. Um, it kind of reminded me, uh, I don't know. I mean, just off subject a little bit. Do you remember way back when, when, uh, uh, the Bruins were playing Tampa Bay in, uh, the Eastern conference final 2011, <clears throat> Seventh game. That was just a crazy, crazy game. They tucked the whistle away on that game. Not, they didn't do it on this game, but it had that same feeling. It was just back and forth energy uh, for a first game in the series, man. That was solid. And uh, 
like you said, so you remember one of the breakdowns when we were doing on the, on the pre-study of, of how we're going to match up against these guys. And the big key is, you know, other than stars on their club versus our will of depth and the will of the players skill against will, basically, um, Ottinger was the guy we've all talked about. Yeah, Dallas is goalie. Yep. Yeah. I mean, since he stepped in the league, he's been a top rated attendee. And we got to him early on on that, you know, that game. And we thought, okay, the first period, he was, you know, very pedestrian like. And we thought, okay, we got to him. But boy, did he clamp down second and third, bringing it to, you know, no, yeah, no goals in that second period at all from me. Yeah. And it was so, but I mean, show in third period. Yeah. I mean, so we were all of a sudden, oh boy, here we go. I mean, we were four to two at one time, but you know, like you said, Joe, the old man, 38, we were kind of joking about him last night. <laughs> um, came back Miss- from injury too. You know? Oh, I know. I saw that in that Minnesota series. Yeah. Um, back. it's just an amazing dude. And that, you know, I've always all year long toyed around with projecting is or talking about is you know how many tippins is he gonna get let's start a pool uh mr tippin god and he was anyway, that one too yeah so what a great game and I, you know it was great to have that as a first game on the road similar to um the colorado series we did the same thing i believe first game and it stole it so you know that always sets a, a tone like well okay i guess we're gonna take this a little bit serious and you technically you steal home ice advantage right away um what a game you're right correct man yeah it, it was really really great and uh so nice start and like whoa folks uh, you know how much do the seattle kraken have to do to get uh other pundits to take them seriously they're, they're getting taken more and more seriously as uh, the days go on um uh, no doubt obviously the next game dallas was going to come out really hard and i'm sure they were you know kind of a little shocked or, to some degree or at least the fans certainly were to lose that first game and you know they they were handling control of this one uh you know started off with the first two goals uh no, actually no goals in the first period at all in this game game two which uh the stars won four to two um but uh <laughs> there's our boy ty cartier getting the first goal though there in the in the second period or the first cracking goal uh after Johnston and Dadanov uh for the stars and then there was Joe Pavelski again so his fifth goal in in two games uh so after that second period you know cracking down three to one Tyler Sagan uh made it four to one Ebbs eventually got another one just to make it a little more interesting but they you know I mean it wasn't lopsided but it felt like you know the stars had that handily in 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 line i'm 69% to 31% in the face off percentage um the only thing that the kraken did it and they've been doing it for most of these games uh the hits still playing physical even when they're losing uh it was 45 to 32 block shots 13 to 10 uh they just couldn't really get the offense going ottinger obviously clamped down big time on this one yeah, so this game was a red card game big time for me. This was very frustrating to watch from puck drop, especially after the first game. Um, they were never in this game. What I found most frustrating about it was there was absolutely no breakout. Uh, and it wasn't like Dallas was putting on a heavy pressure either. There was just no breakout. They were hanging out in the neutral zone, just waiting. And the DNR outlets done was part of that for most of the game since he's our puck moving D for, or big guy. Um, 
were just going with long breakout passes to the neutral zone and they were getting foiled instantly turnovers. And even if we could get through uh, into the zone, it was always one man rush, like a Beneers going in type of deal, no support and pulling up in the corner, losing possession. And then out they come or this game just was killing me with frustration on the old eighties dump and chase hockey. I'm like, you know, I, I don't get it. You've got possession. Don't dump it. Don't get rid of it. You, the game is about possession. There was plenty of times they could have circled back, thrown it to the D, change up, go in the zone, whatever. But to dump and chase and change is just so – this modern-day hockey, just there's no place for it. I couldn't understand it. I saw mean, that actually. And obviously, it was a happy – but I'll get to that. But I saw them do that a lot in game three. Well, you're right. I mean, you and me talked about it too, but they corrected that to, at the same time. Um, cause I was, wa- we'll get to that in a bit, but yeah, well, uh, very, uh, yeah. Ahead. And I'm just going to say though, in game two here though, I mean, you know, they're probably lucky it wasn't eight to two, uh, even though there's four goals and it sounds good. Oh. 37 shots group faced. Yeah. That was a lot. He, so he stopped a lot. Yeah. I, well, what is it? 32? Yeah. I got, he had an eight ninety two. Yeah. Yeah. An eight you know, whatever. But, um, oh, it was just a frustrating game to watch, yeah. you know? Yeah, they just went and, lackluster. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, the adjustment's coming. And it's funny, I was sitting there talking to a couple of friends the other day and my wife about adjustment uh, in the game of, of hockey and coaching and film work. And um, I was trying to explain to them, you know, that it's just what happens in, in a losing situation. It's more beneficial on tape and study days to adjust than it is for the team that one, just doing what they do. They're not going to do much, but. And that's why you see so much back and forth from game to game that are sometimes incredibly radical differences instead of like really close games. And we'll talk about that here in the next game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we see this in playoffs all the time and there's some other series that, that that's being shown, but man, yeah. <laughs> wow. What a, what an entertaining game to say the least game three, super entertaining for me, Jim, because I finally got to be at a game. I was not away for work or whatever, or watching yeah. it from far finally get to feel that absolute electricity yeah. heavy duty like i mean it's always electric at climate pledge but you know playoff hockey even another level uh having you know big big beer garden out in the plaza which <laughs> i heard they improved upon from the the last series and tvs and everything and it just seemed to be this sort of atmosphere in the whole uh, you know lower queen anne uptown neighborhood of the, right. the arena and um boy and i said it was an entertaining game as uh, everyone watched uh you know you have this uh seven to two game yes folks seven to two your crack and win this one easily uh i don't know you know again it was uh it was nothing happened in the first period we didn't proceed this it didn't jump out that way it seems like this little chess match and it could go either way but man oh man um and and i we love Excuse me. We love the second uh, period goals because that means for, for me and Jim and our other seat partners, we get to see goals right in front of us. Uh, Jordan Eberle starting it off. Alex Winberg. Some guys we haven't seen a whole lot of, at least in the score sheet. Winberg. Carson Soucy. A Carson Soucy goalie goal sighting. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, Donato and Schultz on the uh, on the assists on that one. He came through. Matty Benier. So it's four to nothing, folks. And then, then the uh, annoying Mason Marchment comes in with one. But hey, 
Ellie Tolvanen right back at you a few minutes later. And uh, we've got a five to one game at the end of the second period. Oh, man, that was super fun. And then it gets to be six to one. Yanni Gord uh, starting a third period, like a minute 49 on that one. And then um, Hakenpa, or however you got it. Gave him, he came in one and, you know, made it a little bit interesting toward the end. Not really. And Justin Schultz, uh, you know, put a nice little uh, ribbon uh, around the package there, a little bow on it uh, for a seven to two smackdown. Um, you know, the hits I was mentioning, the, hit, the hits were, you know, 29 to 20 blocks, 21 to 14 in favor of the Kraken. Shots on goal, very even. Actually, the Stars had one more, yeah. 26 to 25. So they were shooting on Grube. Uh, He was making some really sweet saves for sure. Um, just everything went right. And like you said, it's just such a, you could have such a, 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 a 180 degree turn from game to game here. And this was a great example of that. Yeah. Well, what a night. I, so this ticket was not on my grab on my season ticket grab right. in our pool. So I was sitting around, um, early in the morning yesterday morning and I, uh, I said, you know, I'm going to look at tickets. And it was about six o'clock in the morning. And I took a glance and I saw an upper bowl low enough and it fit into the range. I thought, okay, you know what? This is pretty reasonable for a uh, a second round matchup here. So I went ahead and purchased them. I wanted to get Allison in the building because she's oh, really, really. Charm. Oh, man, she's unbelievable. And so and she was all excited and jacked up. And so. We get there early, you know, just because. And those games are starting all a little early, 6.30. Uh, I got to find my parking stall as usual. And we get there, and she wants I, I want to take her to our seats. Since we're in the club, the American Express clubs, we don't get up there much. And I wanted to show her, and she was curious of the food selections and all. Anyway, we get up there, and she goes, oh, yeah, I'm happy with this view here. Because it was only second row up there. Um it is a good view if you're into end zone views. I would much rather de- be down the lower bowl, but she was happy. And um, she likes to see the play develop like a lot of people, you know, that maybe quite don't understand the game. And you can. Oh, so we're there. And then I noticed, hey, uh, looks like there's a couple spots down there by my uh, my regular seat. Uh, so uh made my way down there with her and make yeah, sure. Dodd and, okay. and me are others. We kept looking by. Hey, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these oh, people trust me. up. Trust me, and that does not really happen in a playoff game, I've noticed. So I kind of convinced, convinced her, I uh, made sure of it, though. And we went down and uh, sat down and, and took in that period. And, man, what timing. Because the first period was much of a back-and-forth, tight-checking, uh, you know, a, a lot of turnovers, a lot of neutral zone play, nothing fancy, just kind of a feel-out session, it seemed like, in that first period. And then... Oh, by the way, that that hit Susie laid out uh, in that first period on the boards by you guys. Holy smokes! What a beauty on replay. Huh. Hey, that guy had a hell of a game, by the way. Um, <clears throat> so we get down there and we're watching. Bango, man! Well, how many goal? How many? What was the timing in those four goals? It wasn't like five minutes or something. There's something uh, crazy. Yeah. It, oh, they were. Some of them were like back to be. I so let's see. I believe it was a two ten. Yeah. Emberg was at three thirty six. So that was a bang bang next to each other almost. Uh, yeah. Uh, Susie at six thirty. Good and, enough. And almost two minutes later, Beniers on a okay. 
So, so yeah, there you go. They were, they were they were back and forth, and then there was a little ways before uh, until we saw the Tolvin in one. But yeah, so oh man, so that the MV kayak ferry horn was just blasting. And by the way, that thing was going on longer blast than it ever has. Um, <laughs> uh, the song was going, and it, the place was just jacked up, wasn't it, Chris? Man, I oh, mean, you... everybody, the, the <laughs> grins on all these people, and some people that we know in the section, some people we didn't, you know, whatever they, you know, however they got the seats. Our guy over to our left of us, who's yeah. been away, he has to sell his tickets most of the time, and he made it, Charles. Yes, and Charles. Yeah, so that was super fun, you know. And so it just would just, oh, just beautiful. everybody was just so, so joyous, so elite. Yes to be there and just also to see them just man, you know, take control of this game right at the least and just and just manhandle the stars. I mean, um Heskin and uh, geez, I the first one oh, was, yeah. he got like nailed in the face and uh, that was tough to watch. I hope, hope the best for him. He was down for half a minute there and then didn't come back. So uh hope he's okay. But uh you know they got a goal right after that after he got hit there and and it just seemed like between that that him getting injured and that first goal, the first two yeah. goals, stars were just so deflated and ended up making a goalie change eventually. And uh it just yeah, they just were out of it. And so it's gonna be very interesting this 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 next game. Uh but before we get get to 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 the upcoming one, um any differences that you saw other than like maybe the plaza, the, you know, the little pregame plaza, or I guess for people who couldn't go to the game, you could watch it out on the plaza. Uh, but uh, any anything different from, from round one to, to two, Jim? Um, as far as the out or the outdoor experience. The overall fan experience in general. Um, no, the the beer garden is up in size. And I only walked around there once because I'd been there once and I'd done it. And you know me, I don't drink, so it doesn't matter. But I did try to find friends over there. Um, I, I hung out on the, the center side in the grass and stuff and people milling about. And I did go to Armory and they still got that going on too. They have they have chairs set up with the big screen there to watch the game that would be going on before the Kraken. So it's kind of nice. Although there wasn't too many uh, people. Toronto, Florida game. Yeah, yeah. There, there yeah. wasn't too many people milling about. Um, and um, it, it was just okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's and, very similar. I mean, I did yeah. drive around earlier. I'm coming back from wherever, you know, my errands and things, and I'm 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 driving around, and I'm noticing a good two. It was probably two and a half, three hours before the game, and I'm seeing some cracking jersey yeah. walking around, and I don't always see it that early. No, you're right. I I it's funny because you know I've got my parking area, and it's pretty chill, and and on the DL, and it's getting harder to find that spot, those spots, couple spots. Uh, and every time I pull up, and I usually get there fairly early just so I can get that spot. Uh, I'm seeing the cracking gear walking up and down 3rd and 4th Avenue from the minute I get off the freeway coming into town. And uh, that that's something. The people are just showing up early for this stuff. It's playoff fever is is a lot just happening, you know. I, I will say not, this. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I will say this as far as the inside experience. You never know what you're going to get, but you're going to get your towel on your seat. That's cool. And I love how they grab a slogan every game. And I'm sitting there. I asked Allison, I said, you know, if we go deep, like 16 deep, uh, how many slogans can they grab that we haven't heard yet? <laughs> anyway, 
And then they had those wrist braces last night that are all Bluetooth or whatever they do. Which yeah, so they didn't do that cool. in the first round. No, absolutely not, okay, man. So they this, stepped- was a, this was a little blue raised brace or a little white bracelet, but it would it would um, something they trigger and it had different colors on it. Yes, it's and I you know I've seen that in other venues and everything. I I, I was down in 2012 uh, for the Cup in L.A. taking it in. I have a brother in law that worked for California Steel and he hooked me up with some ticks. Um, they really, you know, those early years, they were LA's, uh, Staples center was all over the whole technology and the team was doing, they had stuff like that kind of, and I thought, okay, I kind of lived through this before, but now we got these little wristbands and I go, what is this? And I go, okay, I get it. And man, you know, I got to admit, I got some good video of the, like, cause they would change colors when they were doing the national anthem, red, white, and blue. Oh, it's all red, white, and blue, different, different layers. Yeah, I thought, wow, this green or blue. It would yeah. Yeah. Flash all and the red when they would do the red eye, even during the, even during the national anthem, when the people blurt out red eye, or I mean, um, red, yeah. Red glare. It, yeah. Red glare. Um, it would, it would do it. The bands yeah. would go around, you know, and the LEDs and then the lights. I was like, wow, they really doing this hard. Um, also, I, I know this from Bruins games and we've seen the others, you know, the, the big banner, like the thing that takes up a yes. whole section and what, I've seen that, but I, I haven't noticed them. Maybe I missed it, but I don't know. did it actually go the whole way before. No, in fact, that banner that you saw is they had it during the regular season, but it was much smaller. It was just the logo, yeah. the S logo. Now they do the. Uh, I mean, it's enormous. That was the first time it's been. Yes, it's massive. It's as big as like the bees one. But you're right. It just stays in the in the club section one oh one over there on that side. It doesn't move much, and I've noticed there's there's been a lot of. Sp- you know, kind of drunkenness with it, where it totally. Oh, it was going off kilter. Uh, totally, by the, totally. For a while, I'm like, hey, can somebody straighten this out, please? <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's a nice touch too, and uh, yeah, just everybody just was just so elated, so happy, so you know, going into the game, coming out. Of well, the- yeah. Which, by the way, I got to bring up. You know, it, obviously, it's stressful for everybody. These playoffs, you know, when you're tied up one-one and you're com- coming home for the first game, you don't know what it's going to be. What's you have no idea what that game's going to be like. But when we took over, reasonably early, I can remember on the fourth goal looking at Ottinger because he turned sideways and he actually looked towards our section, and he just looked like, I don't know what the hell, man. It, we could tell like we were in his head already. He just stared. He just glanced into the stands at, at sixteen and seventeen, just kind of like, "Holy shit, what's going on here?" But none of us were expecting this blowout like this. And what was it? It was the third period. And I kind of jokingly tapped you on the shoulder. And I said, I think I feel a little bit comfortable about this. <laughs> but you, you never I know. know. I always get like, because again, this is new for Seattle and everything. And I'm like, I, I was feeling comfortable, but I was, you know, I'm still yeah. like, ain't over till it's over, as we say, you know, and, but yeah, at that, at that point, uh, you know, a few handful of minutes was not, not a problem. And uh, it's interesting with this team, you know, they've got, we've got plenty of guys who've had a lot of experience in playoffs, uh, you know, ebbs and, you know, some of you, you know, Gord, obviously, and Burakovsky's yeah. not playing, but I mean, we have guys there that have some success. Yeah. And a lot of guys who haven't gone through this at all. And I almost feel like that's a nice, happy medium, you know? It is. Some guys who are just, you know, you know, just so psyched to be there and they're loose, not too loose, but they just, you know, they, they're playing hard, but then they're, they're not, you know, there's not a lot of pressure. It's not like, right. 
Bruins and the Avalanche had pressure. Like, you better win. I mean, how embarrassing is this going to be? And we yeah. don't know how that happened. But, I mean, these some of these teams, maybe they happened to the Stars, I think, last night. They get a little tight. It's like, yep. let's beat this team. Oh, my God, you know? And and so those guys are loose. But then I'm sure, you know, in the locker room and all, there's there's guys on the team. Grubauer, you know, obviously, he's, he's been through it. I mean, they can kind of you know, get the guys to focus too. It feels like to me, you know, they talk about how much depth this team has. We talk about it and that's true. That helps them a lot. No really huge, big stars or anything, but all these guys are, you can tell these guys really like each other. There's such a good bond. I'm noticing. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that and they've done things here and there during the regular season, but I'm just, even now just looking on the ice, they just seem like such a machine in the passing god we used to it used to drive us up the wall last year it's like have you guys ever played this game yeah. before it's yeah. all loose and you know it's sloppy and and it just it's there's so much more crisp they're peaking obviously at the right time um you know i don't know what's going to happen obviously in this this series and all kinds of things can happen it can turn upside down but or you know they could just keep on a roll none of it would surprise me because that's the NHL playoffs. You know, a lot of things can turn around in a dime, but boy, I'm feeling good here. You know, even, even if they lost game four, I'd still feel feeling good for them. I agree. You know, um, I, I was sitting there trying to think about game four, like what's, what's going to happen here. Uh, and I have a feeling it's going to be more like the game two situation. I mean, not game two, but game one situation, uh, just a little more evenly matched, uh, a little more cautious play, I believe. Maybe not as physical because we don't want to get in penalty trouble on either side here. You know, what I'm really impressed with is how we're... Uh, I was looking at the numbers on all the players on the uh, stars and, and where they're at, and we're shutting down the big names, which is very important. They Coming into this series, these guys had some decent point production all the way around down the line. But in this series, guys like Segs, Segan's getting shut down, Robertson's getting shut down. Pavs is not. Pavs is doing his thing. Shutting down uh, Robinson's really big. It's huge. It's huge. Um, and then, but guys that are that are doing it for them are guys like Dadanoff. He's been consistent. Um, other than that, Domi's been a bit consistent. But you need your big names to get consistent here and do something. And now with Hiskanen out, you, we don't know what's going to go on with him. That looked bad, you know. And he's their number one D, number one puck moving D. Um, PP guy, everything, you know, who knows? He might have some fractured bones in his face or something. I can guarantee he's probably going to be wearing a cage or something next game. Um, that's always an adjustment, but I'm happy with the way we are shutting down things overall, even in that loss. So, because that, you know, that loss was all because of one guy with a bunch of tip-ins for the most part, you know? And so you take him out of the equation. So I've been really impressed with that. And you know what? If you break, take the last game and then the first period of the first game, Ottinger is very human right now. He is beatable. Uh, I think we can get in his head. He's never had this in his life uh, so far. Uh, He his stats, he was the lowest four goal, four goals against tender leading into this. He only gave up two games of four goals, period, regular season, what have you. Um, so you know, if you're if you're getting him, you're doing fine. Um meanwhile, we have playoff group, as we've been calling him. Oh, yeah. This is the okay, guy that they paid money for. Now here he is. <laughs> yeah, let's let's call him playoff group, but let's 
get to reality. This is the guy we always expected straight up. Whether whether we had a solid D uh, in traditional stats or in, in analytic stats or whatever, remember the D has always been about okay to perform in front of the, you know, them or behind them. So we're getting the numbers we've always kind of expected. It's nice. Uh, I, I wouldn't quite call it stealing game type of stuff, but right there on the edge, it's what you're going to have to do every game, every other night, while the while, while you get some run support from the boys, which we are all the way on the four line depth, which has been our thing all year long. You know, there's a full on character team here. I brought it up last, uh, either last uh, podcast or one before that the team kind of reminds me of a a ninety three or a ninety four New Jersey Devil Club. Kind of a bunch of no-namers, nothing really popping out other than Stevens and this type of thing. But they're all doing it, all for death, man, and very committed to protecting and not – we're not getting in trouble like we were in the worst parts of the year, you know. We'll have our Susie moments here on on bad penalty type things. By the way, I, I, that, what a game he played last game. Yeah, but hey – man. Now he's, you know, as long as you can see some improvement, he's had yes. a rough year this year, arguably. And, and uh, we've complained about some of his play. And boy, yeah. that that was sweet. That You know, if you can just fix all your mistakes and do do your job and do your job well, right in the playoffs, fine. All is forgiven. Well, and, you know, I was looking up his stats the other day a little while back, and I was kind of surprised because, uh, you know, he takes the penalty here. And there are a lot of him and Gord. But Gord's are, you know, Gord's going to get in it. Um, and, and Susie's tended to be more timely, uh, costly timing stuff during the regular season, but his playoff, uh, I haven't looked at it a couple of games, but his playoff plus minus was leading the team at a plus five. And I was like, Whoa, well, let's double check on that. So there you go. He's doing good. You know what he's supposed to do. He's, he's, he's meaning it. And you know, that goal he scored that five holer. That was Ottinger had two real softies that game. He that goal, the five hole, and then the one immediately after that by Beniers on the low blocker. Those are on, on Ottinger, but I don't care. You know what? We were already in his head, uh, and it's going to be really curious. I'm going to be a game four. You're going to be a game four. Uh, man, I I would love another situation like that, but I, it, I think it's going to be more of a game one type feel. Either way. I want to win this to bring it to three to one, but if it goes to two two, what the hell? Then it might go really deep on this thing. Who knows? Oh man, that'd be me. <laughs> I can go three to one. Amazing. I mean, we're seeing Florida doing that, uh, you know, against Toronto and, and you know, I mean, uh, all, all kinds of lopsided things could be happening here. So not, you can't can't be too surprised by it. But Groove, I'll just finish. I mean, lots of great, lots of great quality stops. Like I'm like, whoa! It's not like he's had some just little flicks right at no, him. He's, I mean, he's had those. They all have them. But I mean, he's he's had to make some really great saves. And uh, I tip my cap to him. It's it's, yep. it's great. I mean, you do it do it now, brother. It's, it's yep. good. Um, well, last thing I want to say just uh, about fan experience. Um, you know, because you have a lot of cracking stuff behind you there, Jim, uh, on our Zoom call here, and we uh, the Let's Go Kraken signs just these where i don't know where everybody's getting them but uh from the games and what but i'm in magnolia i have an office over in the magnolia neighborhood very pristine little quiet neighborhood of of seattle and i'm walking down the main dragon mcgraw i must have counted in the window of like at least eight businesses let's go cracking i just i just love that you know and it's such a new team and people are embracing it it's 
it's really wonderful. And uh, and anyway, and we get to embrace a game in a few hours. Um, game four, game five. Obviously, we know it'll be a five. There could be a six, and if that happens, that's back here in Seattle. So, anyway, uh, great, great to see. A um, couple of other points beyond these games we should mention also are our our boys down in. Coachella Valley, Coachella Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League are sort of AAA level minor league team. Um, number of Kraken have kind of gone back and forth between that team and and the Kraken. Uh, man, those guys are doing great in the playoffs. They are in the final eight. Um, they're in the Pacific Division Finals against uh, Calgary Wranglers, uh, Calgary Flames affiliate. And that one's uh, that series is going to start soon. But uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, Lots of guys have been cracking, uh, you know, McCormick and Lund and Joy Decord, among others, playing really well. So we wish them the best and uh, we'll keep an eye out on them moving forward. Uh, also notable, uh, the uh, well, it used to be notable, used to be notable to us. Now we're doing our boys are doing too so good. It doesn't matter as much. But the uh, NHL draft lottery just happened. And uh, despite having. The highest percentage of winning the lottery, the Anaheim Ducks, they were number two. And the next team, Colorado, excuse me, not Colorado, Columbus, Columbus Blue Jackets. They had a horrible season, but they, they're they number three pick. No, the number one pick for the, as they call it, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, Chicago Blackhawks came up with it. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people are loving that, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> Lots of complaints coming. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That was interesting. So, there you have it, your generational player. Um, so on the for those who don't know, Connor Bedard, no relation to Connor McDavid. I don't know it's like it's funny. B- back in the day in Canada, everybody, all the guys seemed to be named Gordy, Gord, or Wayne. Now, okay. like, lots of Connors lately, I guess, uh, or they all named that about 19, 20 years ago. Uh, but Connor Bedard, uh, which OHL team was he with? Sorry, I should. Oh, he's with WHL. He's with Regina. Regina, excuse me, Regina yeah. Pats. That's right. Um, and um, yeah, he's he's the McDavid, Crosby, whatever you know. The the generational pick, of this the soon to be big star for the NHL. I mean, a bigger yep. deal than Shane Wright and Manny. Oh, yeah. uh, two two years of hype, basically hard hype. You know, I mean, and his numbers are just insane in his entire. Uh, OH or WHL and his international play, his uh, coming up through amateur, everything, you know, and, but the only thing, the only thing, but he seems to play right through it is his size. He's not a very big guy, but you know, in this NHL anymore, you don't really need it, but I still worry about smaller players. Anyway, you look at it. I do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see obviously he's fast. I mean, we see a lot of little, you know, little guys, relatively little, uh, doing fine in the HL, but uh, yeah, the injury bug can can bite them too. So we'll be seen. But uh, anyway, uh, I guess congrats to Chicago. Whatever, we'll see. We'll get to see Bedard uh, in a Blackhawks jersey, and so that means we get to see him a couple times. Uh, I guess right. Yeah. Well, a couple it could depending on yeah, how we'll see, yeah. like once or twice uh, yeah. here in Seattle. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But anyway, mm-hmm. onward. We we got the cracking man, They're, you know, top eight. We don't need these uh, these picks. Well, obviously they're gonna have a <laughs> pick too, but I mean, uh, we do care about it. But it's we're not on the edge of our seat like we were for the uh, first two 
to uh, no but i mean it's kind of amazing that you know we're not even part of a 16 team pool we're, we're in the freaking playoff you know what is weird what i look at is like you, you always think of like okay first round second round third round whatever but when you actually like pull up nhl.com whether it's on the phone or the desktop and you look at the stats and there's only like eight teams left you're like what we're there that's kind of weird and then if you can by chance make it to the Western Conference final, holy crap. And, you know, I was listening to radio today. I've been listening to radio every day, and I don't normally do that on local radio. I'm normally an NHL radio guy on satellite. But uh, I've been listening to local, and KJR is just going nuts. It's pushing everything to the side. All these guys are just forced and are forced to do it. But they're loving it. They're not just being told to do it. You can hear the genuine, this is great. I'm learning the game. Man, I just love it because I don't have to wait for, you know, oh, here we go. Here's the Mariners talk, whether they're doing bad or good or, you know, bullshit football offseason talk for ad nauseum. It's like, come on, man, get into this stuff. And here we are. It's taken front stage. Everything else is a little bit backseat. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's not a novel, just a novelty. This this team is for real. It's wonderful to see, man. All right. Well, we'll get to do another episode uh, in a few days. Like I said, a few hours, game four, game five on Thursday, uh, and uh, game six, if that happens, I believe, on Saturday. So um, lots, lots, lots happening. So can't wait. All right. All right. Thank, thanks so much, for, for everyone, for tuning in. Uh, please keep in mind, if you haven't already, please join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and our own website. We invite you to visit. Uh, it's seattlekrakenfancast.com. Uh, we also hope you'll consider supporting us on the Patreon financial support platform. You can find us there at patreon.com slash krakenfancast. We are, as always, very, very grateful to all of our financial supporters. Thank you very much. So anyway, uh, we didn't have Nathan today. Maybe we'll have him next time. So Nathan's been away. Uh, he'll be back soon. Thanks much, as always, to our wonderful producer, Jay Middleton. Jim Carco, thank you, buddy. And uh, we got lots more to talk about. I'm Chris Porter. Thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, we say, go, go crack. crack.